Welcome in, everyone. This is More in the Know podcast. I have a special guest, David Valverde, on today's podcast. Man, David, thank you for being here. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for having me. This is such a, an exciting you know, thing to do because, like I told you, this is my second podcast. So, uh, Stoked. Stoked. Yes. Stoked. But before we do that, I don't say this enough because I, I just don't say it enough. Please like, share, subscribe to this channel. Comment below. Let us know what you love about these podcasts. I'm bringing a lot of unique individuals on, on this show, and it's my honor and it's a privilege to be able to hear their stories hear about their life, what makes them tick, what motivates and inspires them. And that's truly what this show is all about is I, I, I'm getting out of the solo podcast. I'm still delivering some of that content, but I really want to bring in and collaborate and connect with other like-minded people and people not even that are like-minded. That's something that we were talking about a little earlier and you guys will see that in my potential future guests. Um, and maybe maybe me writing them off as that we're not like-minded, we might actually be a little bit more like-minded than uh, that I would think leading into it. Yes, absolutely. I think it's important to just not only talk about people that agree with what you're saying, but also, like you said, get all perspectives in there. Yes. Because maybe you could give them some gems and all likewise, maybe you can learn something from them. So it's powerful. It is. And we were talking about that earlier and we'll get into we'll get into a lot more about you, your story, etc. But something that we were talking about is when you're we, we call it adulthood, but I just feel it's more or less consciousness of being able to speak to other people without getting offended by what they say and being open and receptive by the words that they're speaking without having to be like, well, you're wrong and writing off the person. Yeah, absolutely. Like the world we live in, you know, we're not used to having there's a lot of uh, people they live in their their bodies are old, but they're still children at heart and they don't know how to communicate and be able to hold conversations without instantly you know judging what the other person's saying or or agreeing or disagreeing with it i feel like we you know there's levels to intelligence and awareness and we should seek to get to a higher level of intelligence to where we could hold information within our being without judging it saying it's right or wrong and then go out and do extensive research and from multiple sources and then after all of that you formulate okay is this true or not hmm. you know what i'm saying rather than just instantly oh that's not true or if it even if it disagrees with what you believe in hold it and then go do more research and then after a period of time you could determine okay this is true or not yes i love that it's it's not getting sensitive or defensive about the information that you that you have or you hold on to that you deem true and or untrue because in reality i mean what is true and untrue you know and there are there's definitely some universal truths for sure um but in terms of what we're doing, what we're being, what we're spo- what's supposed to be happening in this matrix simulation life of, of experience of this consciousness, having this flesh vehicle experience, doing all these different crazy things. I mean, do, does any of us really fucking know? You know, like, right. wh- what is your take on all that? So, you know, in my research and what I've, in my studies, I've come to understand that I think that the truth is actually, you know, it can be known and understood and it's very simple. I think that, you know, the powers that shouldn't be, I say the powers that shouldn't be, they try to make things seem so complex, Mm. like, and so, like, it's so mystified and can't be understood, nobody knows. But I think that you can come to a point of gnosis and understanding of what the truth is. It's very simple, just like cancer. 
They try to make it seem like, oh, nobody knows. It's so complex, right? But they want you in a state of confusion so they can control you. So I feel that, you know, the truth can be known and mm. understood. You just have to seek it, seek yeah. it, seek it. And in time, you can find the truth. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, universal truth is accessible to all of us. I mean, we can, we can ascend to that level of knowing. But what I coach and teach and what I understand is, is many of us get in our own way. Mm-hmm. And so when we get in our own way of either being entrapped and being in this trauma-based mind controls, the powers at bay that have kept us in these negative mind programmings, this, this negative mind programming is preventing us to being able to access this information. And then in those low levels of, of energy, we're attuned to being negative, being in conflict, confrontation with people, things, in confrontation in, in things of ourselves. So when you're in that space and place, you can't access this this all-knowing, this higher consciousness. You can't access it because you're on it. You're actually preventing it. You're actually preventing yourself from being able to acquire that type of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just also another uh, area of that too is people being sick and unhealthy, mm. and their their bodily vessel is not able to. It's like a, a like a broken antenna. You're not able to tap into mm. those higher levels if your body is sick. If all your glands and your organs are not functioning properly, then you're not able to have that that clear connection to you know be able to receive from these higher dimensions. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. You know, I want to touch on this in brief. Uh, obviously, we just started to we just we attracted each other in each other's lives this last year, and how did you find out about was was it Wolf? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So talk about so that was however many months ago, like seven or eight months ago. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And so Wolf invited you, or you just saw him posting, or so. I saw you through social media because I think it was through Wolf. Okay. And then I just started seeing like, you know, ice baths and stuff like that. I was like, because I was already on the journey. So I was yeah. like, oh, who's this? Who's yeah. this? So then it just kind of, you know, oh, actually I was at a, uh, I, I believe it was an Arizona Entrepreneurs event. Okay. And Wolf was there and then he brought up the retreat and it was okay, like, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's where it started. He brought up the retreat and I was like, bro. I would love to do something like that. And then he's like, yeah, you should come to the, you know, we're doing the Church of Ice mm-hmm. on Sundays. And then that's just kind of where I was like, all right, uh, bet, I'll, I'll show up. No, that's so that's so beautiful to see that. And then, you know, you, you made the commitment to going to Montana. Oh, man, that yeah. was. So t- just share share in brief. I mean, I, I, I've i said this with Wolf and I've said this with Blake Redman, who is on the, on the podcast and Skylar. So everyone who's uh, who went from here um, shared, shared a little bit on their on their time. Uh, in Montana and all of them it's almost so hard to articulate but if you were to articulate it the best that you can how would you really break it down I would just say the best way to articulate it was it was just so like my awareness was like anchored in the moment Mm. and I was just really present okay and and building these bonds with amazing souls and just being immersed in nature and just you know um, no no drugs no drinking no hardly any cell phones except for pictures but just really like a sense of present that was so powerful that's why the experience was so rich because we were like all in the moment and just like the little things like not only when we were doing the sessions like the breath work and then the you know we were doing the intention setting and all that stuff which was 
very powerful but the little things like you know fishing for food because mm. we were all hungry right. and then there was a time where like we went back me and wolf got back and like there was they're like oh they ate the fish we were like what do you mean they <laughs> yeah. like we're just like you know all like surviving out there together and it was just like we're like all right we got to calm down we'll get there's an abundance right. right but it was just like the whole experience man or just like being in the tents at night like together like you know just hearing everybody talking from tent to tent and it's just there's so much right there's so much like going on the you know people almost literally almost dying on the the hike up there and then on the way back and <laughs> like literally literally right. like it was just the whole thing man and even the the 16 hour 17 hour drive we did up there and then i even had a flight back that i just said nah but i'm not even gonna take the flight i'm just gonna drive back with you guys because we enjoyed that our, ourselves that much so i was like ah, screw the flight i'll just drive 17 hours back yeah. with you guys so Man, it was just jam-packed, bro. It, it it changed my life forever, and I just I'll never forget that. Oh, that's so that's so that's so beautiful. I mean, we're good here. I'm just gonna turn this a little bit. But man, that that is incredibly beautiful, and what a privilege it was to have you take part of it. And and I said this to Skyler because I told I said that Skyler was the only one who he didn't question it, but he was really the only one that's that had had questions really. And because leading into it, this was just a, this was something that came to me through a vision that I had whilst breathing and meditating. And it was something that I've always wanted to do, but I never truly had the, I wasn't ready to commit to the responsibility that was required to be able to do what we did Mm -hmm. and put it all together, like actually put it together. And I knew now that like I'm in a knowing state and I'm like, yeah, I can do this now. Um, because I think before, especially early in sobriety, I don't think I had imposter syndrome, but there was parts of me that were, I was still in doubt. And now I'm in almost my fourth year of sobriety. Actually, three and a half years of sobriety will be uh, in a, in two days. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's so, beautiful. But it was like one of those, the next step of it, of saying like, man, like I'm committed to this. I, I And these men are deserving of this. And I didn't have any marketing material. I had no previous previous stories to tell or, or organic stories. I had nothing except for my word. and But I knew like going into it, I never doubted what the experience was going to be because I literally had a vision. I saw like I, I saw what it was. I mm. saw it happening before. I mean, it all came to me. I, I, I didn't see specifically if it was your face or Skylar's face mm-hmm. or Wolves, but I saw I could see it in my mind's eye. Like what was going on, and I just said, I know that I know that I know that I know, and this this moment will be cultivated by the, how organic these men being present are, and I don't, and I I just kept reassuring myself and Sammy is like, I felt you know leading up to it, I was like, I want to make this good for everybody, and like I want to make sure that this is amazing, and I was just like, I kept taking the pressure off and saying, dude. Like the experience in and of itself, these guys are going to make the experience what the experience is. I don't need to do any pressure, do anything above and beyond. Absolutely. Just the hike itself, just going out there and being out out in the mountains in Montana, like just being up there like at the lake and that even that just in and of itself was a a beautiful experience. Like (laughs) subtract all the other stuff. Right. That was just cherry on top, but it was just, it was perfect. Right. And that's that's what I keep resorting back to, and and like moving into the next years, because one thing that we didn't do is was I took some photos and like some on my camera and some some on my phone, but they really don't do it justice. Mm-hmm. And so like 
for me, my reliance, I say reliance, is I know that for the men that are going to, that are the men that went, they're going to share this to other men around them. And even if only half of those show up, I know that the rest will show up because of the men that went that received so much value from it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, like, I've been so like, oh, in, in my in the last ten years, I've been an entrepreneur and I've owned multiple different businesses, a lot of successful ones, a lot of unsuccessful businesses, and I feel like I've always been like the promoter, the marketer, the advertiser. And like I'm really starting to step out of promotion and step into attraction. And I feel like this, of all things that I've ever done ever in my entire life, has been based solely on attraction and almost zero promotion. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just crazy because it's it's like people are seeking this. Mm. People are seeking it. People need, yes. you know, this type of healing. And right. like even me, like I've done somatic breath work before, but not like in that fashion, mm. not in that environment, not with like, you know, in an all men's group. It was just and it was just way different. It was way different. But people are seeking, right. you know, to be healed. They know something's wrong, but they just don't know how to release and let it go. Yeah. What do you what do you feel was like one of your biggest takeaways? My biggest takeaway was that part was just, you know, learning to release stuff that was deep within my being that, you know, I didn't even know was you know, I I I was I had a level of awareness that I had some like trauma. I know I went through some shit, but I didn't really know that releasing it in that fashion would have such a, a profound impact on my life and, you know, my habits and, and just just how I live, like and just being able to let go. And and that's just one piece of it. The breath work, it was like the whole nine. Mm. Like it was just being out there present and allowing myself to be present to to have those experiences. It was just powerful. So I would just say being able to release stuff that was deep within me that I didn't even really know was holding me back. Oh, that's that's amazing. And and that's what I spoke with Sammy about was is I, I not like I said the pressure, but I had I felt this responsibility to to implement these specific things. But I said, "Man, you know, I spent so many years, 5 years essentially I spent in the mountains doing that almost every weekend. I had no money. I lived out of a backpack. That's all my earning my 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 living was is out of a backpack. That's all that I had. And I had a shitty truck, a Toyota T100, 1997 Toyota T100. And I lived lived like that. I lived like that for a lot of years. And I spent a lot of hours around a a campfire, staring into the campfire. And and I was not, I wasn't sober. I wasn't doing breath work. I wasn't doing meditation. I wasn't doing any of that. But in and of itself, the nature of nature of nature nature nurtures and in and of itself it it allowed me to come back to who i truly was and it allowed me allowed me to clear the chaos clear the conflict clear the clouds and just get back to right here right now because there's something truly healing about taking away all the distractions Mm. and even if we do our best in our day-to-day Regardless, we still have we still have them. We have our phones. We have computers. We have we have music. We have friends calling. We have relationships that we're at. But when you isolate yourself 
in the mountains for a time being is it, it strips, strips away all, all the things that you've kept yourself distracted. And then you just have to come face to face, which is truly a beautiful thing when you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Weapons of mass distraction. Yes. There, there's so many distractions. And, you know, not too long ago, maybe like 100, 100 years ago, 100 plus years ago, we were living mainly in nature. Mm. And it's only within the past, you know, 60, 70, 80 years, 90 years where we started getting all these distractions and people started to lose their connection to just, you know, nature and just having that clarity like you know being able to tap into like doing deep work um have you ever read the book deep work i have not it's a powerful book basically one one of the things it talks about is you know 50 60 70 years ago it wasn't uncommon for like an author to write like 40 books in a year or like 50 books or then for, for them to be able to like tap into some deep work for like five, six, seven, eight hours without stopping. Nowadays, like if you get a solid hour, like mm. people like that's that's a challenge for a lot of people to be able to sit with yourself and to focus on one thing for an hour, 30 minutes. I mean, it's even like getting worse with uh, TikTok and, you know, oh, all man. these little shorts and, you know, 30 seconds. It's destroying people's attention spans. And it's just really it's really you know devastating because attention is 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 paramount because as you i'm sure you've heard where your attention goes your energy flows yes so if you're not able to put your attention on one given thing and focus on it you're, you're going to kind of be scattered with your energy hmm. what do you what do you feel has changed about your energy since coming back from montana my energy so i feel way less scattered okay. and i feel like I don't need uh, escapism. Mm. Like I feel um, like whatever I let go of while I was out there on the retreat, that I was the reason why I was needing escapism was because of you know trauma that was held within mm. me. I don't need it anymore. I don't feel like I need uh, like a like a numbing you know agent to to get me by. I don't need that anymore. My willpower has been enhanced. Um, you know. Because I was, for me, I was a big smoker. So, like, that was weakening my, my willpower. And it, I just feel way more, uh, uh, my ability to concentrate and focus has just been enhanced tenfold. So Yeah, sh- share your experience a little bit. Obviously, everyone hears a lot about my sobriety recovery. But one thing that I have said, and, and above anything that I've ever that I'll that I will ever accomplish besides besides being a husband to my wife and being a father to my children and my own my own sobriety and connection to God is nothing will ever purchase buy or equate ever it's not an achievement and I never require recognition from it and I like me even saying this contradicts me seeking recognition but I I just want to express this is that the most fulfilling thing that I've ever experienced in the last few years is other men around other men around me waking up to the same truths that I woke up with, woke up to and it's so beautiful to even have even if it's a sliver of of influence or inspiration to somebody's or an impact it's it's understanding too is even that sliver of impact that led them potentially to go into sobriety the them they themselves have impacted me more than than they'll ever know more mm. than you'll ever know is like what keeps me sober is is other men committing to being their best so talk about coming back from montana and and saying okay yeah i'm starting to see that these things are really holding me back 
from being my best. And just talk about that release process of, because I mean, you're fairly fresh, like a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally like yeah. August. Yes. And now we're in late September, September. so yeah, not even two months. Yes. So talk about that because a lot of times what happens is, is early in sobriety and letting go of these substances, I call it the pink clouds. Mm-hmm. So everything's great. Everything's phenomenal. So talk about, we, we chatted a little bit before the podcast, where you started to see maybe potentially other things creeping and then what you've, what you've done, done to breathe release and, and let go and overcome, overcome the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it, before the retreat, I had already been on my journey where like I would stop smoking. I knew that it was a hindrance I, for years because I had started smoking when I was like 13 or so. And I knew, you know, it wasn't until maybe like three, the past maybe like three years where I'm like, okay, this isn't serving me, but I'll still do it. You know, like it's still, I'm okay. And then like, I'll still do it. And then I was, I would like, I was like, I want to stop because it got to the point to where like I would smoke and even when I didn't want to smoke and I'm like, oh, like I don't even want to smoke, but I'm over here smoking. Like I don't even want to do it no more and I'm still doing it. So I would have these times where like I would stop for like three or four months and then I would just be like, you know, have one of those days and then just kind of kick it back to habit again and then it started over. But it wasn't, I never had, you know, a, an experience where I was able to release, mm. you know, trauma in, in that type of way to where uh, address and release trauma to where um, I was able to stop in that way. Mm. And it was kind of like, it was like built up, like, you know, cause like I said, I had already been trying to stop cause I, I have, I'm very ambitious and I have, I know my purpose and my mission in life. And I know that, you know, I didn't come here to be comfortable and just to be chilling and getting high. And like, I have shit to do and our lives are, even if we live to be a hundred, our lives are, like a blink so i have shit to do here and so it was just a lot of things that were building up so after this retreat i was like you know what like i don't even need it no more i feel good like i don't you know i don't need to have this escapism like life is perfect just the way it is and i don't need this so after the retreat i knew that i was at a a high you know i was i was yeah yeah you're at a high you're feeling so good so yeah you're feeling on top of the world and I knew that I had to establish uh, routines and mm. rituals while yeah. I'm up there. Right. I'm like, I'm up here, so I got to use this this time while I'm way up here to establish routines and uh, rituals in my life that will keep me, you know, so I won't bottom out, but I'll, I'll get to a level where it's like neutral and I'll mm. ride the wave. Yes. But the the habits that I was establishing and, and putting into my life work what was going to keep me, you know, riding that wave so I don't just bottom out and go back into my old habits. So um, the first thing I did was get, you know, my morning routine good, you know, doing breath work in the morning, um, doing some Wim Hof, and then also doing like a a meditation in the morning, journaling a lot more, um, and just being present and and really just taking action and, and filling up my schedule with more action oriented things and and not talking as much but really just getting stuff done and that has had the biggest impact on me and there are times where you know because these habits I've I've had them for you know 10 plus years so it's like mm. there's definitely times where I'm like damn like it would be nice to just go you know just to hang out and chill but it, then it's like I just got to remind myself like David think about what's more important um, think about the bigger picture and, you know, why you're here having this human experience. Like, you know, we have work to do. Like, 
it's it's really life changing when you realize like and you remember why you came here mm. like all right we, we didn't come here just to be comfortable and to chill and no we came here on assignment like on a mission to get shit done and you know we only have so much time so it was just having all these things in the back of my my head knowing that i have a purpose and you know i'm, I'm gonna have a family one day and and also i want to achieve xyz mm. and i got you know so just knowing these things is what really helps keep me grounded in you know just remaining sober and just sticking at it every day and pushing through the times where like, you know, I feel, I feel tempted. Like it, I'm, I'm not going to say that I haven't like, you know, one thing that I have done is like eat junk food or like right, ice cream. Yeah. Like, like I'll be like, Oh, like, you know, I've cut out all these other things. Like I was a big gamer for mm. years and you know, that was a huge part of my escapism. Like, you know, dealing with my mom and it was a huge part of my escapism. So that was, I haven't been gaming already for, it's been a while, but every once in a while, I like put it on and play some games, but I just, I haven't done that. So just cutting out all of my, you know, my, my vices, mm. it just, I'm like, ah, oh, some days I'm just like, you know, just, uh, but then I'm like, you know, push through it. Cause I know that, you know, I'm going to thank myself for this in the future. Oh, that's so awesome to hear that. I mean, cause I've gone down this, a very similar path and early early in sobriety i've i've shared this is i i felt alone for a lot of times because a lot of the things that i was doing to fill the time i wasn't doing anymore and a lot of the things that the, a lot of the people that, that i was around mm. to fill the time weren't around me anymore and i didn't have the fellowship that i had that i have here i mean i was going to aa but i hadn't totally bought into it until later in my mm -hmm. sobriety and it wasn't until later in my sobriety when I, I like I had like two surrendering points. March March thirtieth March thirtieth was my was my rock bottom moment. That was the moment I spoke to God. God spoke. No, nah, I didn't speak to God. God spoke to me. I was somewhere between atheist and agnostic, not knowing what or if he even believed in anything. And God spoke to me on on the verge of an overdose of death. And God said, "I'm going to save you, but here's here's the here's the deal." And so that was my one moment of surrender, first moment. And then I white knuckled my sobriety for quite some time. About my first year in sobriety, I white knuckled. And it wasn't until an entire year of being sober from, from substances, not emotionally sober, there's a difference, until I surrendered again. And that was when I surrendered again. I surrendered to God. I said, God, I'm I'm really letting I'm really letting you take this take this from me and really guide me. And I sur I surrender I surrender to you because if not, I'm going to relapse. And so I had these moments, and so it's very cool to see, and be in the in the process and in, in the journey with people who are new, um, as I can offer just some slight insight of saying, hey, like I went through it too, um, and I know what it's like. But it's like going from procrastination to purpose, is, and 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 not getting lost, and especially early on for me, it was like starting to understand like all that's required of me is just living in sobriety today. And I had a coaching call earlier with with Tim Veldman, who was actually at the retreat. Is talking and is is early in sobriety up until this last last year. I really didn't make any money, like at all. I barely made just enough money to pay my bills and get by. It was until this last year that I've almost I'm I've almost tripled my income in twelve months. But it was a compounding effect that led up to that. 
And it was like you said, when you said it's going to be worth it, I can sit here and tell you 100%, it's worth it always. It's worth it to be committed. It's worth it to give up the addiction. It's worth it. It's it's absolutely 100% worth it. The times that you feel lonely, the times the times that you that you feel on edge but you commit to it, the times that you surrender, the 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 time where you don't want to do it and you want to escape and you want to avoid, it's all worth it. It will always be worth it. And and God is God is providing abundance and blessings and blessings to you right here to right now today but also the the blessings that are waiting for you is so beautiful and i know you're a present guy and that's why i say the blessings here now are so beautiful but the blessings that because of you being present here and now that are waiting for you is so is something so incredible to see that and so i'm so happy to see you in this position absolutely brother thank you i appreciate you and this is just like it's so amazing how, you know, the universe, God works, you know, how we attract things into our lives and we definitely attracted each other in one way or another. And it's just, it's so powerful. Just, you know, when you really, really want something and you never give up and you just keep putting your energy into it, even if you don't see anything popping up, you still just keep having your faith and you keep holding on and, and God will bring people into your lives. And I'm just so fortunate to have you in my life, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah. Faith, man. Faith has provided me more than anything that I could ever done on my own. And, and now, now I have a greater purpose in life and, and it's so beautiful to see others be in a position to understanding that too. And that is, that's what keeps, that's what inspires me i mean that's for me i mean now to me i keep saying this because it's fresh and new but for the next level of inspiration is for me to be a father and me to be a husband and i never thought i never thought that i would be in this position wow and 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 but god's granted me that grace and that opportunity to open my eyes to how truly amazing that this that this is and how grateful that i am to no longer have to be in that position that i was so 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 uh, just aff- so afflicted and, and so lost by by the devil and so lost by the things that truly truly weren't in my best interest or my but I was so lost I was just lost we were lost souls and it's so great to have people like yourself man that uh, that God's like all these people in my life that have been on like pretty much on this show like they weren't in my life 12 months ago and and it's crazy how when you are aligned with the people when somebody comes into your life it's like you you already know them like you just know and you love them already already unconditionally absolutely you know and, and like if you want if you want that in your life then you have to be it yes be the change yeah. you wish to see i yeah. think that's so powerful because you know it's one thing to try to like try to change people and try to do all you know oh do this do this do that but it's a whole nother thing when you realize like that's not going to get you anywhere. It's not. It's like leading the horse to water, but right. it's not even trying to drink water. Yeah. So it's like you just be the change you wish to see. And it, the best way to influence somebody else is by you just doing it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it and be it. And then people will see it. Mm-hmm. And then if they still don't, you know, they still don't change or get in, you know influenced by it, then, hey, that's that's their journey. That's what they're on. But you will attract the right people. And it's just. It's so powerful being around the right people because we've all heard the saying, you are who you surround yourself with. And when you surround yourself around, you know, God loving, focused, purpose driven Mm. people. Wow. That that's like so to me, that's like priceless. It is. Man, thank you so much. We're going to have you on. We're going to have you on again. So 
If you if you love the value that was provided on today's podcast, please hit that little button below, like and subscribe. And I'd love to be able to have more people on this podcast and really share the love and the value that is that that there truly is in this world and how much meaning and purpose that my life has because of people like you, David. So where can where can I'm gonna leave your your links down below in the in the bottom, but where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Evolve with David. That's pretty much, I'll have my link tree on there and you could find me all my other platforms from there. Awesome. Well, I love you, brother. Love you too, yeah, brother. It's been such a, a, a pleasure and a blessing to have you in my life and an honor. And, and Likewise. Uh, we'll, we'll, I look forward to connecting more and, and, and curating some more beautiful experiences together. Absolutely, brother. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.